Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One thing that my my relationship with social media has had to evolve into is learning how to take inspiration from people Mm. without wanting to be them does it make you feel like you want to create Mm. does it make you feel like you want to go ahead and start making movements in your particular lane or does it make you feel like you want to compete hello and welcome to the to my sisters podcast i'm renee and i'm courtney and we are your online big sisters and hosts of the to my sisters podcast we are all about promoting the wellness growth and development of a community of sisters across the world and in today's conversation we are going to be talking about whether social media is toxic with never-ending scrolling of our feeds how do we find the balance between inspiration and comparison and how is our perception of celebrities and influencers changing social media it feels a bit weird talking about this because obviously i mean if you're not already a part of the to my sisters community um you can do so on social media at to my sisterhood But I think it's really important that we have a discussion about the way we interact with social media Mm. and how it can be done healthily. There are many uh, studies out there and many, you know, have done research on the effects social media is having on us as a generation and just as a communities worldwide Mm. in general, as it becomes more accessible and more dependent on um, and more dependent on as time goes on. So, Renee hello (laughs) what would you say are signs that social media has become toxic in your life Ooh, in my life yeah or maybe not even just you specifically but But some of the sisters you know listening i was about to say watching but definitely listening (laughs) (laughs) maybe thinking you know do i have an unhealthy attachment Mm -hmm. to social media what does that actually look like Mm. so describe to us some of the things you can look out for to see if social media has become toxic. Yeah. The first is the hierarchy of social media in your day. Mm. So if social media is the first thing you see in the morning, then you see it throughout the day. And then the last thing you see at night, we have a problem. Right. Or if you're constantly on social media at ridiculous hours of the morning, right. 2, 3 a.m. I know there's loads of memes that joke about it. Right. Being on social media at 3 a.m. But seriously, if you are on social media at 3 a.m. consistently, Houston, we have a problem. Mm. So that's the first kind of very obvious, you need to take a break from social media. Especially if that's what's keeping you up. Exactly. I feel like that's it. I mean, it's different if it's like, oh, for some reason at 3 a.m. every morning I wake up. If that's the case, pray. I mean, (laughs) mean, exactly this, exactly this. But if if the reason why you're not getting to bed is because you're constantly scrolling, oh, you got a problem. It's a no from me. Yeah. And then also the hierarchy of social media in your life. Mm. So are you more concerned about things that are occurring online than things that are occurring in person so one of my biggest pet peeves when i go out with people are when people have like their social media or their phones open Mm. like are you able to get through a meeting with a person without having to check or glance at your phone or like social media in particular um do you find yourself constantly on these profiles 
of yours, trying to like make sure that everything is like Gucci. Mm. Um, do you just find yourself on social media when you're supposed to be present in a particular moment? Yeah. Um, and also another factor is how long can you concentrate for before you start using social media? Because a lot of us will be doing up work. And then when we decide to take a break, the reward that we give ourselves is social media. Right. So if social media is a reward in your life, and if you find that you can't concentrate for, you know, a considerable amount of time without having the like feeling the compulsion to check your social media profile mm. then again we have a problem mm. so really it all boils down to how much time do you spend on social media and how much weight does it actually have on impacting your life that is so do good. you find that you are you know particularly scared to do things or do you think that there's a certain weightiness that what people say online has on your life. Yeah. Like the things that you wear, the things that you say on social media, the things that you say to other people. Do you feel actively heavily impacted by what's going on, you know, yeah. online? Are you on Clubhouse at 2.15 p.m. in the <laughs> afternoon when you should be- I'm screaming. You should be working. Everyone's work day is different though. No, 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 no. But it's 2.15 p.m. in the afternoon. Yeah. It's not even one of those, like, it's- Far too late to be a lunch hour and it's too early for you to have finished work. So why are you on Clubhouse at 2.15? Some people are genuinely unemployed. No, but, oh. I mean, there's that too. <laughs> but then surely your energy should be focused towards finding mm, employment. Gainful or employment. Gainful, meaningful. <laughs> my, you already know my favorite quote is, mind the business that pays you. <laughs> this doesn't pay you. Yeah. And it's different if you. social media is your job. Yeah. Or like you're heavily but invested. But even itself. that, I mean, even that. Yeah. But yeah, if you find yourself constantly on social media, and a great way to track this is screen time, right? It's the most obvious way. My screen time is always. It's, I mean... You gotta monitor this. Yeah. I think also not just your screen time because a lot of I realized a lot of reason why my screen time is so high mm-hmm. is um especially maybe like a year ago mm-hmm. is during my day the work that I used to do like wig making I used to do it whilst watching Netflix. Mm or like watching YouTube or mm, watching mm-hmm, documentaries. Mm-hmm. So my screen time was high, yeah. not because I was actively scrolling, but because I was passively watching. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. And you can see the breakdown as well yeah, on the screen yeah. time, which is great. But if you're seeing like social media profiles, really, really hyperactive, mm. you need to stop that stuff. I mean, you can also put time limits on stuff. <laughs> but as well, why? Really cool. T- talk to us. Why do people need to stop? They need why to stop because it's extremely, mindful? extremely unhealthy. Mm. You are living in a virtual world that is not real. Mm. You are occupying space in an echo chamber, which will have an impact on your life. Mm. And a lot of the things that we see online are simply not real or representative of the entire truth. Mm. Let's take a um, less obvious social media profile before we go for the others. Let's take LinkedIn, for example. Oh, yeah. Because not a lot of people like to talk about LinkedIn. Yeah. But personally sometimes linkedin can be extremely exhausting Mm. every time you open up linkedin somebody is celebrating something that happened in their professional achievement if you're constantly on there you will feel the pressure to also perform yeah even though there's nothing going on in your professional life right now or um you might feel the compulsion to share everything that's going well in your life and you are entitled to privacy it's Mm. all right to, to do those kind of stuff um and i think if you are somebody that is a high achiever or somebody that likes to achieve a lot of things in their life going on LinkedIn can actually be extremely depressing because people, and it's not to say that you shouldn't be celebrating people, but if you're constantly bombarded with, I am pleased to announce, or I'm happy, (laughs) or I'm super excited. It's kind of like, well, 
in comparison, mm. what's going on in my life that mm. I can now come and share with people I don't know that well online. Oh gosh, yeah. It's the performance and the comparison. Yeah. And this lends itself well to something like Twitter and Instagram, mm. which is extremely visual as well. Very um aesthetics based right yeah how can i present my life as perfect even though it's falling apart yeah in reality and th- that's even if you are posting i think the majority mm-hmm. of people who use these things don't post mm. um and that's that's not a bad thing you're completely fine to use social media um, or it's completely fine to use social media not create um, and not post but actually just consume mm. but i think you need to monitor your consumption because it always will inform your behavior you may be scrolling endlessly subconsciously right you're you're just and it's that motion of just moving your thumb up and down your screen and taking in pictures and fear of missing out and taking in so much that you're not even really aware of what it's making you think about mm-hmm. yourself, about people, about, you know, relationships. And, and it's making you form habits, which can be quite unhealthy. Um, but then that kind of lends me to ask this question of, as two people who use social media, um, both consuming con- content, but also creating content and mm. actually using it a lot for work, um, what insecurities have you experienced from it or what personal experiences have you had with having to reframe the way you use social media a bit? Mm, that's really interesting. If, if you have at all. Yeah, that's really interesting. So <laughs> we always have funny little conversations about things like personal brand, right? Like mm. how much of yourself can you reveal online for the people them yes. to see? Because... When I first got on, or rather part of my earlier journey on social media, mm. there was a lot of pressure for me to be somebody that was extremely, um, let's say, spick and spam. Mm. So somebody that is, you know, I'm I'm an academic. Yeah. Um, I'm also in entrepreneurship. Mm. You have to present as somebody that's squeaky clean. You mm. can't really have banter. You can't really have too much of a um, strong stance or opinion on particular yeah. social justice issues. And this might resonate with you strongly if you have um some kind of professional um whatever at stake right so if you are for example working in a law firm or if you're working in a bank or accountancy or whatever whatever profession you're in right there's always the fear of misrepresenting your employer because we see you know cancel culture and all that kind of stuff people can easily drag up your tweets and uh we got a job um so for me there was a lot of pressure to make sure that my person like my my image online yeah matched up to that yeah but you know as well as i know that's not me i like memes <laughs> um <laughs> we love it we i really enjoy memes yeah. i think it's a beautiful language <laughs> and i also have very strong opinions on social justice issues mm. um as well as you know sometimes you actually just want to post a little cheeky you know i'm i'm cute kind of, you know like <laughs> hey let me t- selfie a little body shot nothing to you know what i'm yeah. saying um and for me, it was kind of like, how much of myself can I represent online right. in light of that? And then you're also wrestling with the whole, like, I also want to keep parts of myself private. private. So it's a constant back and forth of, again, how much of myself should I reveal online with all of these key factors in the mix? Mm. And one thing that I have found that's worked for myself pretty well is it's very touch and go and growing as I go along mm. and understanding that there's no point in posing as a professional or an expert on social media because that's not what you are. And I think that's where a lot of us get it wrong. We always want to pose and look like we're the best on social media rather than actually 
creating a story. And that's where the beauty of social media for me comes in. It's an opportunity to tell a story and tell a narrative and get buy-in, not necessarily to make profit, but just to actually let people know that you're not the only one that's suffering with this or like you're not the... And that's part of the beauty of something like the TMS community, right? It's an opportunity to show people like, yo we're the same as you mm. or we we get it yeah. or like we resonate strongly with you it's an opportunity to build and create and maintain relationships That's so, good. so for me i reframed the way that i use social media um less so as an opportunity to just you know portray a spick and span professional brand or maintain this pretense of me being purely academic but an opportunity to explore and create really meaningful digital relationships mm. and also show authentic sides of myself as I continue to grow learn with other people in a way that wasn't necessarily possible like so hundreds good. of years ago yeah but how about you Miss Courtney I think it's been interesting I I love everything you just said I think for me I used to use social media a lot mm-hmm. like whilst I am I am somebody who um nowadays I'm not really that attached to my phone like I'm sure you can attest when yeah. you're with me I'm rarely ever yeah, on my yeah, phone yeah. right so I think it's so easy to get really engulfed in this especially the more and more my work becomes centered around social media as a content creator I mean imagine living in your workplace like living breathing having fun working all in the same place that's what social media can sometimes feel like because you're using it to maintain you know relationships with the people that you know Mm. but also there's a whole bunch of people who you don't know who you're trying to maintain a relationship with as well um which which can become kind of difficult to navigate but I think as a user of social media mainly um one thing that I've had to kind of take myself out of is how invested I am in other people's lives yeah I think you can you can be a fan of people 100% but I think in the sense of you will spend your whole day watching somebody and come off and think about wow i'm so invested in your life yeah what have i done the whole day to invest in my life um and i think one one thing that my my relationship with social media has had to evolve into is learning how to take inspiration from people Mm. without wanting to be them Mm. because i think it's so easy to and i think just genuine genuine things like like you mentioned about growing a personal brand, right? Oftentimes people will grow a brand so that it can be aspirational in the sense of look at me and be like me. Mm. And I think that that kind of has a basis of, that kind of is the basis of influencer culture in the sense of you like how I dress, you want to dress like me, Mm. buy this stuff. You like my makeup, you want to do your makeup like me, buy this makeup. Um, Or, you know, you want to have the level of success I have, follow this thing that Mm. I do or follow me and be invested in me. I think what's important though, and, and just generally as a tip for your interaction with people on social media is follow people and engage with people in a way that inspires you and doesn't make you feel as though you're failing. Mm. I think once you position yourself as, okay, I follow Renee, Renee is doing X, Y, Z, and she's posting these cute pictures and she's posting her successes in these things. Why is my life not like this? Why am I not as successful as this? She's doing so much better than me. That's how you know you're in a toxic place already. Mm. Whereas if you look at, and this is, people debate whose responsibility is it to make sure you feel inspired and not, you know, 
beaten down depressed. on. <laughs> I think it's bo- yeah, depressed. Literally, it's both of you, yeah, you know. And yeah. uh, but it's mainly the consumer. I I would personally say because you have the power to curate your feed. If somebody yeah. is making you feel depressed, you have the power to unfollow them, right? Rather than trying to force them to change to appeal to you. I think one of the biggest issues is a lot of us don't know how to follow people and simply use them as an empowerment for us to be more of who we are. Mm -hmm. It's like what we always say when people are like, oh, you're a big inspiration to me. That's great. Like, I'm not going to shy away from a compliment. Mm. But in the sense that I want, I don't want you to be sitting here thinking I'm a role model and I'm posting so you can learn to be like me. I'm just sharing my journey. And the same thing we do at the TMS podcast when we say we're not telling you what to think. We're just telling you that you should be thinking Mm -hmm. about this in the sense that you don't have to be like me you don't have to be exactly like me but what I hope that my presence on social media or the content that I post does is inspire you to go on your own personal journey inspires you to explore who you are to go on your own journey of self-awareness and build your own sisterhood um your own sisterhoods and even like people could be looking at our friendship and thinking I want a friendship just like that then go and build your own Mm -hmm. you know and and it's not just about constantly looking at people and thinking I want what they have yeah but more so following people who make you feel I want to strengthen what I already have that's what's beautiful about social media so then I guess that leads to the question of how do you find balance between inspiration and comparison Ooh, balance between inspiration and comparison yeah I think it's about like you already touched on the fact that you need to be cognizant as to how it makes you feel Mm. so when you engage with something or some someone or Mm. the content that they put out how does that actually make you feel yeah does it make you feel like you want to create Mm. does it make you feel like you want to go ahead and start making movements in your particular lane yeah or does it make you feel like you want to compete yeah and i think there's it's, it's really important to make sure that you know what the distinction is because many people think that they are being inspired when really they are compelled to compete because and also are you operating from a scarcity mentality wow. too because when you say i want what they have it means that you don't believe that there is enough like you don't believe that there is a space for you to in your own capacity yeah. to thrive yeah when really there's space for you there's a lot of space and i think that's part of the problem of social media is attention because our attention is often on like one person yeah. or like one track we kind of think like we want to occupy their space as opposed to we want to take up an adjacent space in our own lane. So being tuned into how like interaction with these kind of things actually make you feel Mm. is super, super important. And also what is like your response as well? Like why, like how do you feel about that person? How does it make you feel about yourself? Mm. Like, do you feel happy about yourself Mm. or do Mm. you feel like, depressed about yourself because you might feel like the response might be to go and create but you might also feel depressed yes like you've oh damn that person has created something so i need to go and create something as opposed to that person has created something i love what they do and i support it this has actually inspired me to go and create in my own lane yes so really understanding what is what are these things compelling you to do why they're compelling you to do them mm. and how do you feel about you know the the influencer as well mm. because i think sometimes when we do interact with things on social media we forget to humanize the people behind yeah. the content 
Like this is not just some any robot. And we also need to understand that like a lot of the things that we see on social media are the end result. Mm. And there was a beautiful quote that I saw on social media recently, funnily Mm. enough, that went along the lines of don't let somebody um, eating the fruits of their harvest compel you into eating your seeds. Such a good quote. And I think many people feel compelled to eat their seeds because they've seen somebody else eating the fruits of their harvest. And I think that's where the duty of care comes back to um, social media influencers and being transparent about the process Mm. behind content creation and their achievements and stuff like that. And telling the stories and narratives behind the things that they have created. Mm. Because that will then feed into, okay, look, like this is like the end goal. Like this is the end. There's been a whole process for me to get to here. And it's important that you know this and understand that there is a process that you have to go through mm. before you can get from A to, to B. To B. Yeah. And in many cases, it's A to Z. Yeah. And we've seen Z, we're on like step B and we've seen Z online. And because we've seen that, we think that we need to get to Z like yesterday. <laughs> Literally. But no, there's a whole, there's 26 letters yeah. in the alphabet. So you have to go through each one of them. Yeah. And that's okay. You understand that there's a process. Yeah. 26 letters of the alphabet and you want to skip a good 24 out because you've seen somebody um, on their Z. Mm, 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 it doesn't mm. work like that. Yeah. And we've spoken about it so many times in... Um, season one about the importance of process and getting settled with process getting comfortable with process because you aren't going to get to anywhere without process yeah so yeah that's what I would say but I'm curious to your thoughts Miss Courtney I think one of the big things for me is a as a creator yeah realizing that and actually not just as a creator I think for anybody going to Social media as a source of inspiration is calm. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw this quote by one of my favorite like social media experts who said, um, in order to create, you must consume. Mm. But there's another quote I live by, which is, but you must create more than you consume. Mm. I think that that's my mantra, right? You should consume in order to create because everyone needs sources of inspiration. You want to, you know, have a feel for what other people are doing. And also you want some entertainment as well, right? Yeah. But there is a need for you to create more than you consume. Mm -hmm. You need to, and and this is not just online content creation, but this is in your real life. Does, once you've, once you're done scrolling on your phone, do you feel empowered to work on your projects? Mm. Do you feel empowered to work on your passions, to strengthen yourself up, to go and learn something, to pick up a new hobby or to, to work on your business harder or to, you know, explore more of your career. Do you feel empowered to do that? Or are you A, constantly distracted from building your life and B, feeling like your life just sucks. You (laughs) might as well spend time just being invested in this person's awesome life. Yeah. What about you? Like I I catch myself sometimes when I'm on YouTube and I'm watching all of these people give tips on how to become a millionaire and how I became a millionaire. And I'm thinking, you've already got your millions and you didn't get it by sitting on your butt watching YouTube. Let me get off my butt and get to work, Mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. Because one thing, and and I did a I did a thread, because one one thing I would definitely say is it is our responsibilities as consumers, I think, to make sure that we're taking in things that make us feel good yeah and not just putting the onus on people to create things which 
it is a two-way street though. People should create and like you were saying, be vulnerable in their creation. But there are some people who exist to just show you nice things. Like for example, um, I look at the feed of some of my like favorite fashion content creators, right? And I think, you know, I actually follow you because aesthetically you always look really put together, mm. right? I don't necessarily need you to show me that you're a mess at, at sometimes. I should just understand that it's a very unhealthy expectation for me to have in my mind that you will always be put together, right? Mm. And I think sometimes we need to kind of bring ourselves back to reality. Always have it in the forefront of your mind that social media is a very well-constructed highlight reel of people's lives. You have to remember that. If you put it on yourself that you're gonna act like what people are showing you is all that they are, you're being extremely naive, you know, because that's not how social media you're being works. Stupid. Yeah, like that. That's not how social media works, and I think that sometimes it can be. You can have people who are like, oh, like this influencer did X, Y, Z and they didn't show this part and da, 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 da. But it's like, take everything with a pinch of salt, mm. yeah? Don't make anybody your idol because no one is perfect just because they have this level of followers or they have a blue tick next to their name or they've accomplished X, Y, Z. Everyone is still a fallible human being and everyone is still a human being. So you should go off and develop yourself as well. And if you do, I completely echo with what you said, Renee. Like if you feel as though you're scrolling through and you're just feeling down, why haven't I got a boyfriend? Oh, I wish I had what they had. Why do they have all this money? And I don't, I wish I was living their life. Beloved, lock your phone screen and go to Honestly, sleep. Honestly, go Start to, bed. to do some some self-work. And I think that there's that also, there's this massive obsession as well um, with people and kind of this fear of missing out. Mm. But don't let it ruin your life. Honestly. Don't let it ruin your life. You don't have to um, engage in social media if you feel like you've gotten to a place where it's toxic for you. I guess that kind of brings us to an interesting point on influencers and what the responsibility is on influencers, celebrities, content creators, um, is shaping the way we interact with social media in a healthy way. I feel like last year, during the rise of like social justice movements and social justice issues, a lot of celebrities really showed oh, their backside. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I even feel in my soul what you're going to ask. I'm listening. A, a lot of social media influencers, a lot of celebrities yeah. um, definitely messed up in some areas in showing that maybe we need to change the way we engage with these people and maybe we need to change how high of a pedestal we put them in which definitely put into question what is the role of celebrities and social media influencers in our community right now but number two also in that same vein of shifting celebrity culture what roles do celebrities and social media influencers play in our personal lives Mm. okay we'll talk about communities first and then talk about personal lives so when it pertains to communities and when it pertains to really important social justice issues Mm. when you are an influencer or a celebrity i'm a big fan of passing the mic Mm, 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 mm. if Mm. something is not your expertise it's not your domain oh preach it sister pass the mic pass the mic step aside step aside i think because we have glorified this 
idea of the individual, right? Mm. Of, you know, having impact, being that person that is like the expert, having say so, having the power. We forget the importance of being able to pass the mic to somebody who's actually a lot more qualified to speak on yeah. those kind of issues. Yeah. And actually needs the resources. Yeah, like, um, Black Lives Matter is a perfect example of this. There were so many people who were absolutely showing their backside, <laughs> and they didn't have to. All they had to do was pass the mic. I have quite yeah. a, a lot of really, really good friends who are influencers. Yeah, and when they weren't sure about something, or they needed like some kind of guidance, or they were like, "Hey, this this is not my domain. What do I do here?" They actively either reached out to me or people that were more into this kind of stuff to actually share their thoughts exactly to share their thoughts so being able to help a situation doesn't necessarily mean that you must be the direct voice Mm. on a particular issue that's Mm -hmm. when it comes to community building it's all about community yes it's about using the resources of other people in order to make impact by any means necessary and often that means you need to pass the platform like cool is your platform cool it's great you've built this up but if you actually want to have impact in an area that you care to like you claim to care about Mm. you need to step off the podium into second place and put somebody else on the first place it's ego it really really is ego because how is it that you can step up and talk about something that you know you have no business speaking about. Yeah. Like if tomorrow, mm. like a great example is climate change. Right. I am not an expert on climate change. Yeah. But if a very big damning issue came out on climate change, I'm redirecting you to resources. I'm redirecting you to people who has made it their life's right. work to delve into these kind of issues. Right. Because I'm aware of the fact that I do have a platform. Mm. I do have people that follow me. And if we want to have a collective impact, mm. it's better that we forward you on to people who actually have been doing the work yeah. than, a po- than pretending that I've done the work. Because yeah. I haven't. Yeah. But I think also in that same vein, though, it's important to evaluate what we expect and require from celebrities. Mm. Because I find it very strange when we run to celebrities mm for serious commentary on these issues that we should be going to activists for yeah or like to researchers or historians or you Mm. know sociologists for because yes whilst they have platforms and stuff sometimes there's this cultish mobbish kind of demand for Mm. you to comment on this issue like the black lives matter movement Mm. Why haven't you said anything? Maybe because the person is actually trying to take time to get educated on what is going on because this is not their domain. That's true. Um, or maybe this person just isn't the person we should be going to to I'm platform assuming. these issues. And that's okay because sometimes then I feel like it leads to a performative activism, mm-hmm. which is like, I have to post something. I have to say something because people are looking to me to to say something. I think ce- celebrities are not like how they were before in a sense where it was like few and far between mm-hmm. and they held this massive... You can look to somebody like Michael Jackson, for example. If he said something, the whole winds of culture will change. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Or or like a Michael Jordan or like a Princess yeah. Diana, literally mm-hmm. where you can shift cultures mm-hmm. um, by what it is you say because you have that influence, right? We don't live in a world like that. So a lot of the cult- the cele- cultural celebrities that we have mm-hmm. became famous on like reality TV shows. Having said that though, I think that there's a lot more under the surface occurring when people go on a witch hunt for people to comment though in certain mm, situations. Okay. Because there are some influencers who are actively profiting off of certain cultures. Oh, 100. Or actively involved in some kind of like glorification. Take black culture, for yeah, example. There's yeah, a lot yeah. of celebrities that are 
claiming to be invested in black the culture and the culture and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But when it comes to pressing social matters of institutional racism, yeah. police brutality, yeah. why are you silent? But then why should there be an assumption that everybody has the range? I mean, Some people not, are just there to that. entertain. I'm screaming. I hear that. I hear that not everyone has the range. Yeah. And that's just like life. Yeah. But when you do enter the space as a social media figure, yeah. as an influencer, yeah. by definition, by definition, you're influencing people. But do you feel like the influence is not just about influencing people? It's about influencing in a specific niche. If mm. you go to somebody because you like their shoes, why are you here then asking them to comment on environmental issues? You came for my shoe. But then if you are invested in, it's not even just the shoe, right? Like, Let's talk about something like culture. Yeah. If you're invested in black culture, mm-hmm. if you say that you are a community avenger, right? If you are invested. Okay, I was gonna say you, something, but some people don't make these claims. This you know? is true, but <laughs> it is. Don't. It is. I think it is very predatory mm. in that case mm. because we, especially when you are delving into minority communities, right? Mm. It is the power imbalance. Yeah. And the power dynamic. Yeah. If we have very influential figures who are claiming that they are supporting like um, musicians, right? Yes, yes, Entertainers yes. who are inspired by, you know, African culture, yeah. for example. Don't come and tell me you're inspired by African culture and like you're really interested in, you know, African entertainment. Yeah. But then the things that are, you know, affecting Africa, you can't even share a post. <laughs> Not a single thing. Not a yeah, single got nothing thing. To say. <laughs> like, I had to pressure you. When yeah. you were there running to go and, you know, yeah create and you know take that like take up those cultural elements yeah it's the same like if i was studying like france for example and i said oh i love french art yeah and i love french everything and then there was an uprising in france and i'm suddenly quiet that's Mm. i just think it's predatory Mm. i i completely agree i think that's that's very true but i do think that that we have to also because sometimes i think it's a bit of a cop-out right Mm. like people we invest in these people who say they're down for the culture and all of that and we go to these influencers then for like political social commentary but do you also take the time to go to the people who have actually done the work and this is their niche right because you can cry out to these novices in these areas right completely they don't know anything about it and when they don't give it to you, you feel like, oh, that's just a huge sign that we don't really care about ourselves. We only care about entertainment or we only care about these, you know, fashion or whatever. But the people who are subject experts who can actually educate you on this issue, have you supported them? Yeah, this is true. This is true. It, it's, I think it can be kind of lazy, mm-hmm. right? Because this person is really popular. I'm going to go to them for my source of imp- information because they're popular and black. It's like, but if you really want to learn about black issues or if you want to learn about racism or if you want to learn about colorism or sexism or environmental issues, go to the subject experts and they exist. They're out there. So sometimes I think people then use it as an opportunity to go on this witch hunt. And it's like, these people are never ever really canceled because you yourself that you're doing this witch hunt today, I'm not even that invested. You're not not actually that invested in the issue either. So I think that there's that element of having to take responsibility and actually have to seek out what is my motives for this Mm -hmm. and also there are just some people who you just have to know i know they don't have the range on this that is fine because then some people are then opening their mouths and saying yeah that's you it would have been better if you just kept the press closed absolutely and that's i mean they need to have a conversation with their management as well because it's clear that 
the chain of communication. Some, you know, chain of command. Miscommunication some, something has been is happening. Going on over there, something is going on over there. But no, you're definitely right in that we as consumers also need to take responsibilities because for a lot of us, we see influencers as our be all and end all. Mm. And influencers, they can never be our one-stop shop mm. for the problems of the world and just because you're an influencer doesn't mean that you're an activist and by definition you don't have to be yeah. an activist to be an, an influencer. influencer and i think that, that i mean it draws my mind back to have you watched the last dance yeah. on netflix yeah, yeah. absolutely amazing yeah. phenomenal documentary <laughs> um definitely watch it um one of my favorite things to watch on netflix i've watched it many times mm-hmm. and there's this episode where um everyone wants to be like mike yeah. where everyone um is talking about how much of an icon and an inspiration and an example Michael Jordan is. And it talks about actually some of the controversies he's had, such as like a speculated gambling addiction and all of these things. Um, And another part was when in his home state of North Carolina, there was a, uh, one of the first black members of um, Congress, I guess was, was running for office um, and I'm probably saying this all wrong could have been a senator I really I'm not clued up on it um but he was running and he was like uh, he was a a black candidate against you know a a racist white candidate and Michael Jordan didn't endorse the black candidate Mm. um whilst everyone was looking for a celebrity endorsement for him and he says in the documentary um that he was criticized for saying you know but this this candidate the black candidate was a democrat and he mm. he made this kind of off hand comment that but republicans buy trainers too in referring to air jordans and people were really criticizing him like oh he's just in it for the money and da, 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 da. he's not really down for the culture but then his response was but i'm a basketballer like the, the, literally i've just come i just come here to play basketball and i move on right mm-hmm. and whilst you know you can say but you have a social responsibility to share light shed light on these things i think some people also should still be afforded the ability i mean it's arguable you can maybe comment down below or or tell us what you think about this yeah you can probably tell us what you think about this in the comments because it's arguable yeah should people just be allowed to focus on their niche area mm-hmm. if it doesn't interfere fear too much on these cultural issues but then i guess you could argue is anyone ever isolated from these social issues never right so i guess i've answered my own question there but one thing i wanted to talk uh, touch on is i did a whole thread about this on twitter i don't use twitter anymore but Mm. in terms of gurus i think a lot of people position themselves as experts life gurus life coaches you know experts on certain things um and like you said it's because it's very profitable Mm. it's very profitable to them to be this expert on xyz um, because you then follow them you become invested in them you go to them for advice but i think one of the bigger issues is some people need you to be dependent yeah they need you to depend on them their advice their insight constantly return to them for um advice and all of that so that they can continue to profit off of you i think we need to be careful of this guru culture and again it's one of those things where it's our responsibility and their responsibility because people can become very high on the attention um but we need to be careful of how much attention we give to people Mm. because they can begin to do things which constantly have us coming back and depending on them for our source of joy our source of entertainment our source of inspiration our so- our sense of direction mm. even 
And we forget about becoming individual, autonomous, independent beings who can make our own decisions. Yeah. And you see it a lot, particularly in young people, where if this person says go left, you do it. If this person you says jump. jump high, you jump. you jump. And you just think, have we not taught our, our is social media not teaching us how to be individual beings? Mm-hmm. Sometimes no, because it sometimes is about being a part of these collectives, right? Being a part of these accepted social groups um, that are kind of led by these key figures and, and influencers, right? If, especially if you're um, maybe less niche in, in the content that you create, mm. but maybe you're more of a social commentator. Oftentimes people can get so latched into your way of thinking because they like you that they forget to develop their own way of thinking. And now they kind of idolize you. You become this guru. And and, and I think that's where celebrity culture is shifting because one thing that disseminated that was social media. No longer did very few select people who had TV shows hold power to the way and the directions that culture went into. Mm. You know, just because this celebrity on TV or this news anchor or journalist on TV said X, Y, Z, you could then go online and find blog writers, mm. YouTube creators, um, people who were writing their own articles saying that's a like that's a load of rubbish. Like you saw it even with Reddit. Wall Street is going this way. Gosh. Reddit is going that way. Hashtag GameStop. <laughs> Do you get what I mean? And, and so now you see, OK, social media has definitely um, dissolved that. But I think what we should be careful of is not creating those same structures now with a new group mm. of people who are the social media influencers who can then dominate uh, uh, what is socially acceptable and culturally acceptable. I think it's important to create our own independent ways of thinking yeah. so that you don't have this massive herd mentality. But I think that's one huge thing that um, we should change in terms of the way we relate to celebrities and influencers. Yeah. We should use them as inspiration of, I love how this person has come into their own. I love how they're bold about the things that they talk about. I love that they have their own convictions. I love that they're passionate about something. I don't necessarily need to be them, but I need to find my own passions. I need to form my own point of view. I need to be just as bold in talking about what it is I believe in, whether it's the same as them or not, or whether you are inspired by them and do agree with them coming into your own the same way we all have our own individual platforms and we display our lives is the same boldness you should have to live your life you know and whether you choose to put it on the display or not i think the essence of it all is what should inspire us be your own person be your own person and love it love who you are it's fine honestly honestly it's good enough this life is short enough Mm. Mm-mm-mm. and the world needs what you have to offer you just because be a copy rather than an original 100 just because this person has mad followers it doesn't make that personality type or that style of person the only socially acceptable person that there is the world needs you mm-hmm. they need your uniqueness as well um whether people choose to follow it or not <laughs> whatever you know it is, it's it actually it, life is not just about followers it's about showing your uniqueness and giving back to your communities, as we always say, Mm. to be your own unique self. 
Wow, I feel like we really brought that one to a rounded end. Look at that. Love it, love Look it. But honestly, tell us what you think about social media. Do you think social media is toxic? How do you feel like we can engage with social media in a healthy way? Have you had to come to some hard realities, um, harsh realities about your favorite influencers? We want to know. And you can tell us by adding us on Instagram at to my sisterhood. But you can also come and say hi to us personally on our pages at CD Boating and at Renee Kapuku. And of course you can always tweet us with the hashtag to my sisters and we need you to join the sisterhood guys come yes. on by signing up for our weekly newsletter so we can grow and glow together we'll talk to you very soon and remember sis keep glowing and growing planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.